0: Welcome to Wrestling History X, where three friends come together to talk about the stories behind the matches.
1: I'm Matt. I'm Tony Schiavone's smoking Jacket. And I'm General Clusterfuck. (laughs) Welcome to episode
0: 103, Halloween Havoc 1993. Spin
1: the wheel, make the deal. Spin the wheel, make the deal. We're going to make a deal, guys. Only a devil or a vampire or maybe with vader
2: oh it's
1: time for the havoc eh so hopefully we can have us a good havoc i hope i'm fingers crossed every time we uh halloween comes around on this show that we have a good havoc one of the best named shows in wcw
2: definitely one of the best named yeah, let's hope the uh, the spin-the-wheel-make-the-deal gimmick goes a little better this time and we don't end up with a... Coal miners
1: uh, on a glove? You don't like that?
2: That's what it was. Coal miners' glove. I can only think of like Coal miners' daughter and I knew that was uh-huh. wrong. Like, How <laughs> yeah. was it?
1: Uh, is that That's not Loretta Lynn, is it? Yeah. Okay. Sissy Spacek, whichever you prefer. <laughs> I like them both.
0: <laughs>
1: this is the Fifth Havoc,
0: produced by the WCW. It would take place on October 24th, 1993 at the Lakefront Arena in New Orleans, Louisiana,
1: New Orleans,
0: with an attendance
1: of 6,000 people. Hey, it's WCW numbers, baby. 6,000. Yeah. What's 6, hey. our sweet spot. Paid for or given away, 6,000 seems to be their uh, <laughs> magic number so far. I would love to be one of the people that got papered into a 1993 WCW show. Right? I'm... Unless it had bowl in the title. <laughs> but, you know... We'll we'll talk about bowls at some point. I'm sure we will. <laughs>
0: but our first trip to Louisiana in quite some time. And our
2: yes. and I believe it's Shane's first trip to Louisiana. So I couldn't remember if I'd been there yet or not. I was trying to there's so much southern food with the uh the Georgias and the Mississippi's and I couldn't remember if Louisiana had squeaked in there once since I've been around or not, but I hey, couldn't call it. We're uh we're diving right in. So, New Orleans. Food wise, there's there's one thing that immediately comes to mind and that would be the po'boy. It can be a variety of different meats stuffed inside of uh, French bread. One of the more popular and my favorite is the shrimp po'boy. Fried shrimp with uh, some sort of a, a slaw a simple sauce sometimes just uh, hot sauce, mayonnaise and a little bit of ketchup or tartar sauce or something like that mixed in with it but enough to bring out the uh, the savory flavors of uh, every ingredient that's in there can't go wrong can't go the wrong po-boy. with a po boy even a
1: no. even like a bad <laughs> po boy still isn't like all that bad no i i that's like bad the seafood much. variety
2: i guess there's roast beef varieties that oh, have wow. like this garlicky chuck roast that's been just marinating for hours and hours fall apart and then they it's one of those it sounds similar to like the chicago style or whatever where they actually dip it uh, in the juices just Mm -hmm. so it gets that extra flavor uh i haven't had one of those but it sounds delicious really
1: i feel like a po boy has to be seafood
2: but i know it doesn't but it feels like it should be this one here is the uh the shrimp po boy from cajun corner right here in oklahoma city uh we have two locations i went to the one in uh, uptown on 23rd Uh, again there is a uh kind of a cajun slaw some green onions a cajun mayo it's got a good little kick to it nice and crispy
1: loaded with shrimp how uh how close was it to too hot for for matt i was wondering that too a little bit of heat to it it had a little bit of heat i mean my mouth
0: was a little on fire for a little bit, but... <laughs> it, 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 it dissipated pretty quickly. Oh, yeah, I'm,
1: yeah, I'm yeah. good. It wasn't, uh, like, a ghost pepper slaw. No. no, definitely not. Probably just, like, some sriracha or something. Yeah,
2: but it's got all of the... It's got the heat to it, but then it has, like, that built-in cooling element as well, so it's just... Uh, it drives me back for another bite. If you're ever in Tulsa, I have to give a shout-out to uh, my favorite in Oklahoma, LaSalle's. Um, it's killer... Go for the uh, the full-on loaded seafood seafood po' boy, and uh, get a a cup of the crab and corn bisque. It's ridiculous. I'm gonna take a bite of this one though, and uh, let's get this show on the road. While he's taking a big old bite, a big old bite. (laughs)
0: Something that happened a few weeks prior to the show, Demolition Man would be released into theaters, starring the one and only Axe and Smash. (laughs) <laughs> Jesse the
2: Body Ventura. Oh, that's
1: oh right. he is
2: in that movie.
1: I forget there wasn't Schwarzenegger. I'm surprised he I... didn't talk about it more during the
0: show. I'm just, spoiler alert. For
1: yeah, that yeah. One. I guess it's one of those things where it's like maybe he's waiting for it to be as big of a hit as Predator, and then he'll just drop it every chance he gets. I mean, I don't know how well Arnold really was in, the in it. This
2: was his first real, you know, non-Arnold venture. So, but it has you know other Arnold. He's Stallone. Yeah, Stallone and Sandra Bullock.
0: Sandra Bullock with the uh simulated sex. Oh yeah, their
1: their helmet sex. Yeah. Neat. And Wesley Snipes, right? <laughs> yeah, and Wesley Snipes. Loaded loaded card here. Do you know this was like one of the Rob first Snyder? Oh yeah. Damn. And all three seashells. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you know that uh this movie was one of the first to have like over the top, you know, the Taco Bell thing. It's like over the top in your face oh product placement product placement but uh it's where they like do like a fancy version of the logo and stuff but in other countries that don't have taco bells I believe they're owned by the same company uh, so they like basically crappily changed the logos like probably with primitive c- computer technology and uh put in like a pizza hut and you can uh, find that on youtube and it's pretty
2: funny I was wondering if it was gonna be pizza hut or
1: mcdonald's yeah um, Oops. Is McDonald's and Taco Bell the same company? Yep. Is it? Of food, meh. Nah. Yeah. Who knows? That's not important. Yeah. But, you know, Taco Bell, Pizza Hut. Pizza Hut. I thought that's, uh, that's a, a, my fun little Demolition Man uh, drop. So now you can use this in conversation next time you are talking to your friends about Demolition Man. And they'll probably be roll their eyes like you guys are, <laughs> me. Like, why does anybody know this? I mean, I think it's a great fact. <laughs> I didn't know oh, that you. at all. <laughs>
2: But I'll, I'll be honest, this is one of those that I've never seen. Fun
1: it is it's a fun movie. It's definitely not Stallone's best. It's not a top tier like action movie, but it is really fun and I'm a sucker for anything that takes place in the future, especially when uh, it's dumb and not particularly realistic. Yes and it also doesn't really like poke fun at itself in an annoying way or anything like that. I want like, to say
2: I remember hearing Lori Petty at one point was going to be, she was up for the role. Oh, yeah. I or originally had the role, and that it went to Sandra Bullock.
1: Oh, yeah, Lori Petty probably would have been better than Sandra Bullock. <laughs> I like Sandra Bullock, but this is not the kind of movie, it's like, speed, sure, but Lori Petty, uh, you know, running around with a gun, it sounds better than Sandra Bullock running around with a gun. Well, let's go ahead and head off to Halloween Havoc. So you ready to spin some wheels, guys? to make some deals. Uh-huh. We open
0: up on a scene on a neighborhood street. Oh,
1: my God. <laughs> Kids
0: are out trick-or-treating. I'm so excited. A young boy has a great idea, but the young girl that's with him mentions the Halloween havoc is about to start. The young boy says he wants to pick the next house, but the others make fun
1: of him for picking a house that gave them fruitcake. <laughs> is it Fat Dracula? Is he the mean kid?
2: Yeah, yeah, I I was so. trying to remember the costume, but yeah, yeah. there's
1: like fat Dracula, a witch, <laughs> and a Frankenstein. I think probably.
0: But the real deal is the house that gave them fruitcake. Like, who gives fruitcake for fruit, Halloween?
1: I mean, especially just, like in '93, pure, pure, uh, you know, five o'clock news panic about people putting needles and drugs in there. No one's giving out fruitcake, candied apples. Come on, candy's got to be wrapped. Mom's got to inspect it. <sighs>
0: The young boy then points at a house, surrounded by a fence, and creepy music and fog begin to fill the air. The gate opens, allowing the kids to walk towards the door, with them being scared. It's
1: a spooky house, I'd be scared too.
0: They ring the doorbell, which was a Wilhelm scream. Ah, love it. And the door opens, and it's the scariest person of all. Tony Tony Schiavone. Schiavone. In a smoking jacket. The young girl recognizes him and
1: asks him why he's not at the pay-per-view. I love that these people, these kids know that there's a pay-per-view and they're out trick-or-treating. And they recognize Tony Schiavone. I mean, you know, how many eight-year-old girls are going to be like, It's Tony Schiavone! (laughs) Hopefully not. Oh, Jesus. Not not what I was setting up, but...
0: But Tony responds with that he has a helicopter that's waiting to pick him up in a few minutes. The young boy (laughs) then asks... What the smell is. And Tony responds that it is his wife. She's baking cookies. And if they would like to have some. So he then inc- very creepily invites the kids
1: into the house for a bite of the
2: cookies. <laughs> very
1: creepy. Uh, Tony is so, so good here. Very good. It's so funny that they, like, I guess, like, who else are you going to use? Can you imagine if Jr. Doing this. <laughs> I feel like Tony probably is going to do a better job than Jr. Jr. would have probably been funnier just because of seeing his hillbilly ass dressed up. Like, Tony's just goofy all the time anyway. He just has that look about him. I'm just trying to picture, like, Bischoff in it or something. Oh, I think Bischoff would, is... Bischoff would ham it up, but he's not there yet. No. He's not, he's not putting himself all over the screen quite Yeah, nope. I mean, Tony. Tony so far...
2: I mean, just within the first couple minutes of this little video, I was very surprised by how much I admired what he was doing.
1: Yeah, A-plus for effort, for sure.
2: It's super fun. Very not Tony. But these kids don't want treats.
0: They want to be scared. So the kids enter, and Tony shuts the door, but magically is then up on the stairs all of a sudden. And the young boy asks him, How did you get up there so fast?
1: He said, I'm related to Matt Hardy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He actually responds with, All things are possible on All Hallows' Eve. Frightening, chilling things like spin the wheel make the deal. Just one haunting spin will lock Cactus Jack and Vader in combat when it lands on one of its many ghoulish haunting matches. And the young boy says, that's not scary. (laughs) So, Tony then like, rips I don't know. His did you watch off. 92?
1: <laughs> Sorry.
0: Showing that he's a creature of some
1: sort, and the kids run away. He's a bat. It's a really. Was that what B- it was? Yeah. It was a, a bat. I'm okay. pretty or sure it was it's an a, ant. I think it's a bat because he's like a Dracula, but like, like pumpkin the head face. Or... I think it's got like the weird pig nose of a bat. It's a really bizarre and kind of horrific mask. I, don't know, I swear there's another glimpse of it later on in the show.
2: Is it? Yeah, you know, spoiler alert. I can't remember exactly where it was, but somebody was wearing a mask or something flashed across the screen that reminded me of Oh, they do some, Tony. like,
1: Pazuzu and Exorcist thing where they, like, <laughs> splice it in something. and don't tell you about it? Pre,
2: pre-2020 pre Bray Wyatt, where it's just like, that. <laughs> <bah! laughs>
0: but it cuts to black, and Eric Bischoff then welcomes us to the show, dressed as General Custer, before sending it to Shivani and Jesse the Body Ventura at Ringside. Tony is dressed as Jesse while Ventura is dressed as Bourbon Street's number one gynecologist.
1: <laughs> he has a like really like like the the like scary doctor mask on, but he only he takes it off immediately and doesn't wear it again, but I mean Tony is the MVP on this show at this point in time. Yes. We got the incredible video package, which I don't know how you guys felt about it, but I loved, I loved every it. second I of it. it was a big old <laughs> smile across my face. One of my favorites that they've done, I think. Not going to lie, I was kind of hoping we get to reenact it. <laughs> <laughs> it was a long one. It, I don't know if it was... I mean, dibs on Fat Dracula. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best part. But, yeah. And then him dressed as
2: Jesse? Come on. Yeah, he was very good as Jesse. Uh, Jesse, on the other hand... Uh, cheap <laughs> uh, cheap joke. Cheap joke, and it's just like instant cringe. Yeah. New Orleans number one gynecologist. Yeah. Thank you, Mayor, Senator, Congressman, whatever the <laughs> hell you were at that time. Ventura.
0: But then we head to our first match. And it's a doozy. Oh, is it ever. Harlem Heat of Kane and Cole and the Equalizer versus the Shockmaster. Ice Train and Charlie Norris Woo. in a six-man tag match.
2: Poor, poor Heat. God, poor Booker. That's that's all I could think of as this match was coming into play. Yeah, I was like, well, at least poor Booker on is going to get better.
1: <laughs> they better get a, like, yeah, Harlem Heat. I was like, Harlem Heat, Booker or C. Ray better get the fucking pin. Sorry, is he Kane? Kane? Is that Book? Oh shit! I think that I can't remember. To be
0: honest, I. Literally write the Kane and Cole down just so you know that they're still Kane and Cole. At this yeah. Point. But I'm going to call them Booker T and Stevie Ray. Yeah, from yeah. From now feel, on.
1: I feel like I know I know who's who, but I don't. Yeah. I, don't I don't right don't now. Know. I
0: believe Kane is Stevie Ray and Cole is Booker T. Maybe. But I think they even forget who they are in at a, at a different show. Yeah, because so. they, they know
1: how stupid this is.
0: But the match begins with Ice Train thumping Booker around to begin as he has the size advantage. Norris and Shockmaster join in with arm work as well.
2: Oh, Shockmaster, you trucker hat. God, that. You say that, but the... Sh- Not trucker hat, sorry. Hard His hard hat? hat yeah, he's, a, he's
1: an electrician. <laughs> he went, he went That's from, what he is. He's he went from disco stormtrooper to electrician. Pretty crazy. Well, I mean, he went from... Maybe he was the storm the electrician for the Death Star. He went from, you know... He caught one of the gay pods. Gay sailor in love with Hulk Hogan
2: to... <laughs> Earthquakes, bitch. <laughs> Typhoon. Sorry, Rumble and Splash. I still want that shirt, Rumble and Splash. It's, it's good.
0: But the craziest thing is that Shocky is getting reactions for every move that he does in this match. Oh. Is it because he's
1: big? Did they pipe it in? Crazy. Oh. <laughs> oh my god.
0: Isis tops to the ropes where he is kicked in the back by Stevie Ray followed by a drop kick from Booker. Harlem Eat with a double side slam on Train, and Equalizer telegraphs a back body drop, so Ice drops him with a face plant.
2: Jesse. Look at the traps on that guy talking about Ice Train. It's uh, already about the trap talk. I love... He ain't got no neck.
1: I love Ice Train. I love Ice Train. He's like... I don't know why I love Ice Train, but I love Ice Train. Matt just legitimately leaned forward and looked at us <laughs> like we were crazy. I have no... on here. <laughs> ice Train... Pre Big E pre New Day. He's very he just has a very likable face. He's handsome, has really good energy, and he looks like a monster, but he looks like a monster that yeah. you wanna uh, you know. He reminds have a beer me of Big with.
2: E just. Let's Not not, not, not yeah. as big breasted.
1: Oh yeah. Big E s like <laughs> got the largest pecs of all time. Yes.
0: After Norris is unable to take down the Equalizer, he tags in the Shockmaster, who runs through the Equalizer multiple times before hitting a body slam, as the crowd breaks into a whoop there it is. is. God. Whoop oh that is. my gosh. I mean, it, that it.
1: I wish that before the show we did a over-under on a whoop day it is chants, because there's know, so many. Do you know why they
0: were chanting it at this time?
1: Well, that song is hot. They do it at every show, even WWF shows. It was the number
0: two song on the charts <sighs> at the time. Ooh.
1: I mean, it feels like it has
2: been for a while. And I mean, it's tag team. It's 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 wrestling-based right
1: there. I mean, you guys remember saying that as a kid all the time, right? Well, I was a teenager. But oh, well, yeah. As yes, a kid, my, friend, my friends said it all the time whenever something cool happened. Or, you know, they were winning in a video game. Whoop. Yeah, there it, there is. it is. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Train and Shocky with the double back elbow, Charlie with a massive chop and goes for the cover. Massive, only to be broken up by Harlem Heat.
2: And I think right here is where uh, Shockmaster's underwear is already hanging out <laughs> somehow from. Well, well just, he's an
1: electrician, actually not I a think plumber. He's wearing, but they are moderately. Similar. I think he's
2: wearing wrestling tights under his jeans. Uh,
0: yeah.
2: Well then, then his, his so his
0: jeans are just electrician like electrician falling
2: down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> electrician pants. Uh, but Jesse even has comments about, outside the ring he's a klutz, an oaf, is a danger to children, and I
1: couldn't agree with Jesse more. It's crazy that they allow Jesse to just shit on chalk so hard, considering they're still like trying this and he just doesn't even give it a chance. Like You would think that they would be like, alright Jesse, at least try to make him, like he's big at least. And I think they're, they're letting were going him like,
2: like reverse psychology with it, though. Oh, okay. Jesse's gonna
1: tell me I don't like this guy, so I'm it's really gonna gonna like, like, yeah. Him. I guess I can see that. But I, for one, like Jesse. But you know, <laughs> kayfabe is dead, so of course I'm loving Jesse right now.
0: Norris heads towards the corner to confront Harlem Heat when the Equalizer hits him from behind. After a reversed Irish Whip, Charlie runs into a big boot and a clothesline from the Equalizer. Booker T with a body slam, Harlem Heat with a double clothesline. Booker continues with a knee drop and a twirling scissors kick for a two count.
1: Fuck him up, Book.
0: Another body slam and Booker T goes for a second rope splash. But Charlie moves a time and makes it to his corner for the hot tag. Shockmaster in with clotheslines on everybody. Applies a bear hug to Booker. Oh my gosh. Before slamming him down while everyone else brawls for the
1: pin and, and the, the win. It's like they couldn't have pinned Booker T.
2: What the hell kind of a finishing move was that, though? I know, it was and like... A
0: bear hug slam? Yeah, he's it like bear hugged him,
2: slam, and then though. all he did was like... And then he just sort of decided to like well, drop drop onto the floor. They, they even showed the replay when he dropped down, and Booker just lands on his feet and then falls backwards. So, I mean, it's just a bear hug that puts him back down on the ground. <laughs> i mean it's it, the shock semester. yeah i mean uh, yeah what do you expect and again i i have uh don't it's, worry don't worry booker it gets better
1: eventually gets five, i was just thinking of like, five times better yeah <laughs> yeah i was trying to think of like a clever name for the finisher but i couldn't quite find one with good words because like he follows through like the set dressing but like what 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 can we apply here to... Shock-meh? Shock-meh? The shock master, meh Shock-meh. shock, me. <laughs> shock me. uh, And uh, then my
2: other note of, oh, poor Charlie, why are you here? I oh, know. right, because this match is trash. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Booker Post- had some cool offense, but of course he did. He's Booker T. Yeah, He's got the panache. He's warming up that spinneroony. Post-match, Shocky and the Equalizer
0: are brawling until Shockmaster hits a clubbing forearm. To knock Equalizer to the floor. We then go to the back, and Eric Bischoff is there with Terry Taylor. Taylor made? In a referee uniform.
1: Oh, did you guys catch that Stevie Ray just had to, like, ignore the pin? Like, he was obviously right there and could have broken it up. But he, like, <laughs> like he was that was the finish, and, like, he happened to be... In the wrong spot, or they did it in the wrong spot, and he was obviously close, and he just kind of had to legitimately, like, ignore it, and you could tell he felt kind of awkward about it. Just trip on your own feet, man. Yeah.
0: So we're told that there will be two refs for the WCW International World Championship
1: match later on in the show. International World. Terry. It's an international world, guys. I not to tell you. Yep. Why is Terry a ref? I don't, I don't, I don't think I like this. I mean... I just want the man to get a paycheck. I want
2: him to get a paycheck. But, but I'd like it. for it to do, maybe you, happen in the rain. You left
1: WCW as, you know,
2: tall and tan, tailor-made Terry Taylor. So now you're back with your little red rooster haircut. in Maybe, a he's, hurt. maybe he's over it. Maybe he's just been... <sighs> he could have been in the last match. I want what I want when I want it. <laughs> I can
0: honestly say this might be the last time we ever see Terry Taylor. Oh, my God. I don't know. I didn't look it up. Yeah, yeah. But... I don't feel like he's long for this world.
1: Yeah. Well, I hope wherever he is, if he is alive, I hope he's he happy is. and healthy. He, he's hope still he's...
0: producing for WWE. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah. He's got a job. I didn't know that.
0: But Terry does say he's that he's done a lot of bad things in his life, but here I can do something good. I'm going to call it right down the middle. Ooh, He even does the little hand sign. Hell yeah. Down the down middle.
1: There. Right like his old mohawk. Right That's down right. the middle. We then go to our second
0: match. Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff Woo! with the Assassin versus Ricky the Dragon Steamboat.
1: Woo! And this is what I want to see. This is the kind of shit that I want to see up and down every card. Not everybody's Paul Orndorff, not everybody's Ricky Steamboat, but you these know. Are. But these two, these two are, and <laughs> I want to see, I want to see tasty, tasty shit like this. Well, you almost
0: didn't see this match. Oh. Because Mr. Wonderful actually replaced Yoshi Kwan uh, as he got injured the weekend before.
1: Could you imagine Ricky
2: Steamboat wasting his time on Yoshi Kwan? I kind of want to see Ricky Steamboat beat the shit out of a guy with that gimmick. Though. But these are
1: like two guys that I'm like always high on Steamboat. And Paul's been around for a long time, but he has been looking incredible mm. as of late. And I feel like I, I need to go back and watch... Foley match
3: again? Or no, no, just like
1: Paul from, oh, just from earlier. Paul yeah, like, you know, Paul and in some like Madison Square Garden shit back in the day in the, in the 80s. Cause, yeah, I mean, it could have just been... Because he, he's already had like a full career, just like Steamboat kind of, and they're both still two of the best people, like probably the two best wrestlers in the whole fucking building right now. In the beginning matches that I saw with him, obviously,
2: the first one I remember seeing was Mania 1, but you, know, you had the Hogan effect in there, and it was a tag team match, and it was yeah. just kind of, uh, because I hated Hulk Hogan already, so... Orndorff
1: is mean and fucking lean, mm-hmm. and I love him. Oh. Give him a, a big-ass shovel, and all
2: of a sudden, you look at him differently.
0: <laughs> so Paul attacks from behind as Steamboat takes his wings off, laying it in with right hands, a head slam into a turnbuckle, elbow drop. But Ricky sneaks up behind for an O'Connor roll for a two count, only for Orndorf to hit a clothesline to send the dragon to the outside. Orndorf with a body slam on the rampway, heads back into the ring to pose, allowing Ricky to come flying into the ring with a crossbody,
1: only for Paul to move, to avoid. I love this ref being super hard on Paul, feels like he's, he's not, not having any of Paul's shenanigans. Laying down the law. Yeah.
0: Steamboat hooks the arm as they are running the ropes to take Mr. Wonderful down, locking on a hammer lock and multiple arm bars. The dragon drags Orndorff to the corner, slamming Paul's shoulder into the ring post. it, And then runs him into another ring post and a guardrail. It's
1: that long, long arm work session that we know is is done well, so it's... Because it's Ricky Steamboat. It doesn't feel like you're wasting my time. No, Because these guys know what the fuck they're doing, and Paul Orndorff really is the whole package. Every every move has a purpose. Mm-hmm.
0: Back in the ring, Ricky continues with more arm work, even splitting the fingers.
1: I didn't hate it here. Not I, only I hate the finger thing. I felt like I, I liked it here.
0: Until Mr. Wonderful escapes and goes for an elbow drop, only for Steamboat to avoid. Multiple clotheslines from the dragon, followed by falling fists and a knee drop, before a big chop sends Orndorff out to the floor, where Paul is slammed into the steel steps.
1: And the little kid yells, You
0: loser! <laughs> Ricky's back in the ring and looking to drag Mr. Wonderful back in, but the ref intervenes, allowing Orndorff to yank Steamboat off the apron, slamming his head into the apron multiple times before sending him flying over the safety rail. the concrete floor
1: I know something we don't see very often he's out there out there with the fans and uh, Paul's really really selling that arm um, like he should be once
0: they're back in the ring Paul hits a top rope elbow drop for a two-count before tossing the dragon to the ropes and they both go for cross bodies for a double KO
1: (sighs) and it doesn't look like ass sometimes these look really bad yeah double leg
0: takedown by mr. wonderful grabbing the ropes for leverage but the ref sees it and kicks his
1: hands off the ropes. I know this ref started, the ref's even selling it. Started hard on Paul, keeping it on. Kicked him, he kicked the man. Yeah, That's not very very referee-like. Six or seven kicks,
2: he didn't just do it once. No, he always (laughs) got that grip. Look at those arms.
0: (laughs) Which allows Ricky to roll Orndorff over for a near fall. Paul's tossed to the rampway, and Steamboat comes off the top with a judo chop, followed by a running atomic drop that sends Mr. Wonderful flying back into the ring. The dragon then comes off the top again for another flying judo chop. A double chop for a two count, but Ricky then telegraphs a back body drop. So he receives a face plant and Orndorff goes for the pile driver. But Steamboat counters into a back body drop and a jackknife pin, which Paul bridges up out of and the two men are both trying to turn it over into a backslide only for Mr. Wonderful to flip the dragon over into position for the pile driver, But Ricky counters again for the catapult into the corner, makes the cover for the pin, and no! Eindorf kicks out. I know. How... Steamboat with a back suplex and goes up top for a flying body press. But Nick Patrick, who is the ref, his real-life dad, the assassin what jumps on the apron to distract him so it's only a two-count what the hell kind of bullshit is
1: that is this real life dad thing like it's not known okay okay i was just like i was like i just brought it up yeah yeah okay i just wanted to clarify for myself
0: we've mentioned it before i'm
1: looking i don't have that in
2: my note of hearing them Mm -hmm. say that
0: (laughs) the dragon is then arguing with patrick allowing paul to hit him from behind
2: no, but no, Ricky no. comes
0: right back with several flying shoulder tackles for near falls. Steamboats chopping away when the ref gets between them to allow Mr. Wonderful to get off the ropes. So the dragon tosses Nick Patrick away, charges at Orndorf, who ducks and pulls the top rope down, sending Ricky flying over to the floor. Fly, dragon, fly. <laughs> The assassin then puts the foreign object into his mask.
1: Loaded mask!
0: And headbutts Steamboat from behind, knocking him out on the floor. No, not the boat. The ref makes the count out, and Paul Orndorff is the winner.
1: For subbing in what was probably just going to be a moderate squash match or whatever, I understand that it's like, okay, it's better if neither of these guys lose because they're top fucking talent. And if rick flair fucks off like either one of these guys can hold this belt at really any given time and no one will bat an eye about it being undeserved or lame or whatever and ricky steamboat maybe his best like facial performance because steamboat is kind of like incredible in the ring but kind of always just feels like a blank slate as far as stuff goes but he's uh, really emoting and meeting Meeting Paul Orndorff there. Yes, who's Paul Orndorff could be like half of the wrestler, and he would still be great just because of how much he commands everybody around him with his like body language and facials and stuff. Uh, Saying I liked it a lot. That's we, all. Voted we masks always stupid, but yeah, it's okay. We had it's a, okay a gem of a match,
2: and then that ending.
1: Nobody should have won here. I don't think it shouldn't have won. We're lucky I mean, we got what we got.
2: I, I would have rather seen just somebody come down. You know, they they mentioned during the match issues that Steamboat, Steamboat was having from yeah. a, a match with Vader. You know, send down Harley Race or something to you know interfere or something like that, just to get the match stopped. You know, come in and distract things. But a loaded mask, loaded especially mask, when it was I something out loud. that looked like. Just a tissue paper got yeah, stuffed yeah. It up was in like a,
1: a magic eraser. Yeah,
2: <laughs> but lame.
1: Yeah, the bloated mask, undoubtedly lame. But absolutely everything before that, must watch shit. Yeah, I'd watch it again.
0: We then get Tony and Jesse talking about the big gold belt, and they tell us that the crew is headed out on a European tour next week, and the WCW International Board of Directors sent out a memo that they do recognize Rude's title as a world title so the match tonight for the belt is a world title match so what does
1: this mean it was very as a you, very what do,
0: convoluted what are you trying to, can you can you
1: tell me like i'm um,
0: 7 so the in, so remember that this belt mm-hmm. was the nwa world title yeah but the title had already been changed mm-hmm. at the previous pay-per-view yeah. To the WCW International World Heavyweight Championship. Uh-huh. So now they were just clarifying that it actually is a world title.
1: But doesn't didn't like Vader also have a belt that you don't actually see? So Vader is the world
0: champion as well. Yes. So you basically they're setting up that they have two world champions. But
2: like spoiler alert, international team. world and just mm. regular old world are two different things. Yes.
1: But yeah, Vader doesn't well, even have to a be... belt. Like, I don't think Ovi had it on the last show we covered, but I'm pretty sure later in the show he comes out with no belt. Granted, the belt's not, not on the line, but you should still have it with you. Oh yeah, like, fucking champion. Just because that automatically makes it mean more, even if it is a, 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 not a title match.
2: Or maybe that was his character back then of, fuck this belt, I don't even carry it around. And it's not maybe. the
1: international
0: world. It's WCW international Whoa. Oh, they're international
1: uh, because they do so shows with Japan, I guess. Gotcha. Yeah, sure. That's hey, I'm yeah. I'm trying to trying to you know connect the yarn on the this poster board of madness. Yeah, my
2: my note that I wrote
1: down was big
2: gold mumbo jumbo. What the fuck did this mean? Because yeah, it was just
3: rambo, he was talking rambo 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 in circles,
2: rambo. and I was just like. <laughs>
0: What? Oh, I know we'll get to it. in I mean, a bit, I got what he was saying, but it was he said it in a weird way that made absolutely no sense.
1: I don't. Uh, yeah, I know we'll get to it, but I think that Big Gold probably looks the best on Rick Rude than anybody ever. Uh, Rick Flair, sir. Uh, but Rick Rude's uh, incredible body, his big old porno face, is just it, yeah, statuesque. I don't,
0: I don't even know if Rick Rude is even in the top five. People that I think of when I think of big gold. No, I'm just saying not as far as just as, as a visual, as
1: just, just as a visual, not saying like, like my favorite or whatever, just the way it looks on him is just like, feels like it was made for him. Okay, That's what I'm saying. Yes. Yeah. I'm not putting him above it's Ric Flair or anything. champion's physique that he has. Yes. Gotcha. He just looks yeah. like, it's like, it just looks like it was custom made for him.
2: Yeah. He's got like that 10 pack. So those top <laughs> and bottom <one laughs> yeah. abs will like hold the belt into place. <laughs> yes.
0: So we're headed off to our third match, the British Bulldog Davy Boy Smith versus Lord Steven Regal, with Sir William for the WCW World Television Championship.
1: See and look at this, another tasty ass match. All right, you got a battle of the Brits. Michael
0: Buffer is our special guest announcer. Ah, as he will be for all of our title matches. And match, they start. Looking like they're going to go, but his lordship doesn't really want to hook up with the commoner to begin things. He's all oily. He
2: doesn't want that greasy man to touch him. Stephen Regal rules.
0: But once they do, it begins a game of can you top this? In Matt Wrestling, between the two. Regal has Davy Boy in a cravat only to toss Lord Stephen off, hit a monkey flip, and apply a surfboard. But Sir William jumps onto the apron causing Bulldog to break the hold and scare him away, allowing Regal to nail Davy Boy from behind.
1: And I'm loving this catch stuff and really surprised with DBS keeping up here. Like, I know he's great, but he's, uh, you know, a big power guy. And it feels, I, my eyes turned into hearts. So I was just like, ah, <laughs> it's so nice to know that he is well-rounded and potentially sober here
2: can kind of sort of breakdance <laughs> with his little backspin.
0: Several shots to the gut from Lord Steven, but Bulldog comes back with a crossbody for a two-count. Regal then catches Davy Boy low with a knee before hitting a somersault senton for a near fall. Lord Steven with a hard Irish whip sending Bulldog chest first into the turnbuckle, followed by several European uppercuts, only for Davy Boy to hit a sunset flip on a telegraphed back body drop for a two-count. Regal's back on the attack hooking on the cravat once again as the ring announcers say there are five minutes remaining.
1: Oh my gosh, it just started.
0: Bulldog elbows his way out and begins to fire up with clotheslines as there are four minutes remaining only to run into a knee in the corner. Lord Steven then applies a half-nelson as we get to three minutes remaining which Davey Boy powers up to get Regal onto his shoulders. But Lord Steven wiggles free and ties the bulldog back up. Again, Davy Boy powers up. Regal wiggles free onto the apron, delivering a forearm across the chest and tries for multiple pins.
1: You think maybe he, the oil from Davy Boy earlier is now working to his advantage with all this wiggling? It might be.
0: Could be. When the bulldog flips Lord Stephen over into a pinning predicament of his own for a two count, followed by a head scissors. One minute left, and Davy Boy hits a clothesline, <sighs> a vertical suplex, Fuck. and picks him up onto his shoulder, which knocks Sarah William off of the apron, hitting the running power slam for the pin, and the, no, no. Regal kicks out with 15 seconds left.
1: Can you believe the kick out? I couldn't <sighs> believe the kick out.
0: Bulldog then hits a pile driver and makes the cover as the time limit expires. <sighs>
1: So great, so great. I love that uh, right after the uh, suplex or whatever, Steven tries to roll out, but just doesn't get doesn't get it. He's got the right idea. He's like, oh fuck it, I'm just out of here. But nope, he gets lifted for that power slam, and he kicked out of the power slam. Like uh... that's not. At like the ten
2: minute mark, they showed Regal on there, and he's just like raining sweat. I don't think I've ever seen him sweat that
1: much. Oh, <laughs> well, I mean, there's that one time where he I mean, talked about how he had broken sweat so. and he was he didn't doing a <laughs> Yeah, yeah.
0: We go to Eric Bischoff on the stage in front of the wheel, and Vader and Harley Race join him, so that Vader can spin
1: that wheel. I know. I love the the shaky knife. <laughs> it's like a knife on a spring that's like the arrow for selecting or whatever. But once they spin this wheel, it just jiggles around all funny-like. Yeah.
2: As it spins, Pyro's going off. Pyro's, they uh, they did a nice job with the the Pyro's because it distracted from the wheel as it started to slow down. <laughs> looked like it was a, a more planned pick this time. It was a gimmick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I had a
1: feeling. And it lands on a Texas death match. <sighs> Woo! Yeehaw. Oh, man. We are recording this a little bit later than we planned, but I meant to wear my Texas Deathmatch t-shirt for this show. Damn it! I forgot to. It's horrendously ugly.
0: But then we're off to our fourth match. Stunning Steve Austin mm? versus the natural mm? Dustin Rhodes. Oh
1: my god. Look at all these
2: t- tasty, tasty combos.
0: For the WCW United States Heavyweight Championship.
2: And you know, if there's one thing that I love... It's a match with some Steve Austin and some Dustin Rhodes. Oh my so, gosh. Uh,
1: this is like probably our fourth one Halloween I mean, Havoc is years, maybe? really impressing me with this mm-hmm. lineup. You know, so you have to sometimes you gotta chuck a Norris to get to to get Man, to the good stuff. Sometimes you gotta spin a wheel to make a deal.
0: hmm. So there's a sign in the crowd that says Stunning Steve is the wrestler of the nineties. And I literally went. How, how right are you? <laughs> yeah. How did and you know? You don't even know
1: it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, how could you tell? I mean, I guess maybe maybe they did know it. They didn't know how big it would be. They didn't know that it would be the biggest the the thing that allows a company to go publicly traded. But see, that's the <laughs> thing is,
2: so many of the people watching knew it. It was the people behind the scenes running the show that either didn't know or didn't believe.
1: I mean, and this is where like Steve is really healing it up to like mm-hmm. the
2: i mean i know he was the, still relatively new to the the business but you get a guy that's making this much of an impact after just a couple years put that fucking
1: rocket on him he's and such a shithead here it's beautiful it reminds me it reminds <laughs> me of uh, fucking jay white i was watching this and i was like i mean there's plenty of like the smart heel that cuts corners and all that that's Happened before, but watching this, I was just like, "Did has Jay White just been watching, like, 93, uh, Steve Austin, and putting his spin on it?
0: So the last time we saw the United States Heavyweight Championship belt defended, it was at Beach Blast 93, which was episode
1: 95. The so, one with the bomb on the beach, right? That's the one. Beach yep. Blast. Beach Bomb Bingo. Sting! <laughs> but no
0: one won the belt on that show as Rhodes and Rick Rude went to a tie in their Iron Man match. The two men would meet again on a WCW Saturday night that would air about a month before this show with Dustin getting the victory and the belt. So that's why he has the championship.
1: I hope it was better than their Iron Man match I wanted to love so much, but didn't quite get it had a it had a big bar to live up to. So
0: Austin still has his Hollywood blondes jacket on, so they may have still been a thing at this point. Right? Yeah. But then the graphic also said that Colonel Parker was with him, which he wasn't, so Yeah, that was confusing. <laughs> who knows? Yeah,
1: they're like, well, yeah, maybe maybe Steve was like, nah, I got this. Colonel Parker, you stay back there. I'll still get I'll still let you get your paycheck for the match. But I'm pretty sure I've got this.
0: So the match gets going, and Steve is slapping the natural multiple times before rolling out of the ring to mess with the crowd.
1: Looking confident as hell. Jesus Christ. And they're off.
0: Back in the ring, Austin with double leg takedown, trying to turn Rhodes over into a Boston crab. But Dustin just powers out to escape. Stunning Steve with a back elbow, a body slam, but the natural responds with a snapmare. Goes for a back suplex only for Austin to flip out and grab a headlock to regain control. It's
1: crafty as shit. Did you get the part where uh, Jesse Ventura calls Tony Schiavone Janet Reno? I that was pretty funny. They both have the same shaped head.
0: Rhodes tosses Stunning Steve off and hits a dropkick, but Austin with an Irish whip charging into the corner. But the natural moves, so Austin hits knee first and flops over
1: the ropes to the floor. This is where the hurts his knee for the first time. Exactly. No, I'm kidding. I... <laughs> like I'm, I'm we, waiting for that yeah. next match to see if he's got a brace.
0: <laughs> Stunning Steve crawls back into the ring, and Dustin goes straight for the knee, working it with a shin breaker, knee drop, toe hold, elbow drop, and applying a leg bar. Austin's finally able to escape before kicking Rhodes low, slams his head on the turnbuckle, and delivers a snapmare pulls down his knee pad to hit a knee drop across the face for a two count. Stunning Steve goes for more head slams into turnbuckles, but the natural blocks and reverses, only for Austin to come right back with a body slam. Goes to pick him up when Rhodes just pulls Stunning Steve towards the corner, where he leaps up and onto Dustin with a knee drop for a near fall.
1: This is hot shit, guys. Austin starts slapping
0: the natural, which fires him up to hit a back body drop and a jumping clothesline for a two count. Rhodes calls for the bulldog, but Stunning Steve tosses him off crotch first into the corner and begins to wail away on Dustin with fists and back elbows. A knee to the face, but the natural with a quick jab and a schoolboy roll-up for two, and then an inside cradle for a near fall. Austin tries for the stun gun. Rhodes pounds his way out of it and the two trade pins for two counts before Stunning Steve rolls out to the floor with Dustin chasing after. Rolling back into the ring Austin then gets the double leg takedown and makes the pin with leverage for the pin and the win. Bum bum bum. Wow. But
1: record scratch. Oh
0: my gosh. The ref then says he saw the feet oh, on no. the ropes At and the restarts of the eye. match. Crazy. But Stunning Steve is still celebrating, which allows the natural to cradle him up for the pin and oh, the win, good. which actually looked like Austin got his shoulder up.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. A little um, <laughs> a little sloppy, convoluted finish, but my God. Yes. like That's kind of a theme so far here. It's like, well, the finish, whatever, but everything leading up to it is great, and the finish makes sense because th- these guys are like, are guys that because can be top guys are on their way to potentially being top guys are like top mid-card guys like some of your best talent And they're going it- to continue to have great matches together if you allow it to happen and it's a Virgil Reynolds produ- produced show <laughs> yeah the two <laughs> there's one of my favorite Jesse-isms ever here where he's talking to Tony about his boa and uh, he said it's not even fully grown yet you picked it early and I thought that that was incredibly hilarious and cute—the <laughs> uh, idea that Boas grow, and Tony's uh, costume boa was picked early, so he's got a little one.
0: Post-match, stunning Steve grabs the title belt, nailing Rhodes across the head with it, busting him open, <sighs> and then leaves with the belt.
1: I know it's art. It's not a pay-per-view unless Dustin Rhodes bleeds. See, and then we, the, and now the finish is
2: perfect. Mm-hmm.
0: We then get an ad for Battle Bowl. Ooh. That's right, guys. <laughs> the Lethal Lottery and Battle Bowl are back, and it's its own pay-per-view.
1: Can I draw a card and maybe that whether or not I have to watch this? Uh, Is there like a thing I can spin and it says yes or no?
0: Sorry, it was in your contract oh that my you're God.
1: obligated to watch well, all of them. When I get to renegotiate, it's going to
2: say no Battle Bowl. But just think, now uh, now not only do we have Starcade, but we have Battle Bowl all by itself. I was
1: excited right. that maybe Starcade could have a fucking a chance. chance. That, that <laughs> yeah. is the plus side. It does deserve a chance. But Battle Bowl does not deserve its own show. It deserves a shallow grave. Clash of the Champions, Battle Bowl, the Lethal
2: Lottery. Sounds perfect.
1: Uh, I like Clash of the Champions. We don't watch them all, but I like them. Yeah,
2: but it, it could be just My, a, a TV pay-per-view instead. At least it gets everybody pay-per-view. on the
0: show. Tony and Jesse then send us two highlights from last night's WCW Saturday night. We see them nasty boys facing off against Two Cold Scorpio and Marcus Bagwell, with Sags coming off the top rope onto Bagwell, who was making a cover. But the ref was distracted, so Jerry rolls on top for the cover himself. But picks him up instead of getting the three count. Sags then picks up Marcus for a body slam onto a chair. <sighs> nasty man. Missy boys. had placed inside the ring. But Teddy Long pulls the chair and Missy away as Scorpio climbs to the top rope, coming off with a flying maneuver to knock Bagwell on top for the pin and the win to become the new champions.
1: Yeah, that's a cute cute little finish. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you got to have something like kind of wild like that for uh, these guys to get over on these big fat nasty boys. Oh yeah. I mean I mean granted Bagwell is huge and Scorpio is by no means a small man.
0: So we got our fifth match, the nasty boys of Jerry Sags and Brian Knobs with Missy Hyatt versus two-cold Scorpio and Marcus Alexander Bagwell with Teddy Long. For the WCW World Tag Team Championships. Well,
2: hey
1: there, Teddy. Yeah, and um, Missy Missy got a haircut. Oh, Missy's looking
2: rather nasty-sized. Uh, is that the term? That is the term. Yeah. I'm cool with it. I like biker barfly Missy. Mm, I just don't know. Like the, the last time we saw Missy when she came out with the nasty. She was doing the
1: black leather thing. Yeah,
2: I mean it. This is different. She's not doing like a black leather thing here, right? It's a. Is this the one where she has the short hair? I'm trying to yeah, remember. Yeah, she has like, yeah. short, like, yeah. I don't like
1: that one. Yeah. This it's, wasn't the cat print, was it? I think so. Yeah, I think it was. She's got more of a Kelly. Yeah, there was, there was she's got more of a Kelly Bundy vibe the... here, which I'm also a fan of. Missy, do whatever you like. I'm here for
2: you. I think it's more since she got with the Nasties, she's tried to mimic their facial expressions, <laughs> and they're really, really bad to the point that they make her. I mean, she's she's an attractive girl, and it just makes her look
1: gross i like her being shitty i mean i don't want her to be shitty to me but uh i'm not a fan hair.
2: of uh short-haired misty also <laughs> uh the the last I time we you saw her I'm she honest. had that lana look to her where where lana was with dolph ziggler and they had her all denimed out like a acid wash 90s rocker chick
1: at least this yeah, is this. like a time where guitar music is real and very popular oh, yeah. so it's a little more this is, this believable. is the, the days of winger happening right now <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, what? I think is, is never mind ninety two or ninety three or ninety four. I think it's probably yes. ninety two.
0: <laughs> so first off, we haven't seen Teddy Long since Clash of the Champions seventeen. Damn. Where's Tedward been? All the way back in episode sixty one.
2: He's been reffing, yeah. You know, and no now he's no long longer long a ref, coming. so that opened the door for Terry Taylor to come back and
0: boom. And also. I don't know if you guys heard Michael Buffer or not, but he called Missy an, an escort. escort. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> she's dressed like meant, it's like a. She's I doing, know he meant yeah. as
0: the escort to the ring. Yeah, but it's still pretty funny considering. Yeah, this is like
1: the white, the white leather one with like the crazy like bright color scribbles on it, and she's got the big hoop earrings. Yeah. So yeah, she's she's got like a, a club girl vibe. She's doing some uh, Madonna shit, New, New York party.
0: So the Nasties have the belts somehow and raise them above their heads. So Scorpio and Marcus hit them from behind, causing them to drop the titles.
1: Oh yeah, we got the fun
0: tandem tandem open. Toss the Nasties to the ropes and pick the belts up, nailing the boys to knock them out to the floor.
1: Oh, that's going to pop everybody, right?
0: Bagwell then grabs Hyatt and gives her a big kiss. And the crowd starts chanting once again, Whoop!
1: there it is. I thought you were going with me. It's all good. As we'll as have another one there. i like sure. have it all, I'm sure. all by yourself. Okay.
0: So once the bell rings, the nasties take control with elbow drops, knee drops, head slams into turnbuckles, and they go for a double big boot, only for Marcus to slide underneath them and deliver a double drop kick to the boys.
1: Don't you guys love it that sexual assault kind of whoop day it is, right? <laughs> wow. <laughs>
0: Well, they also only do it when there's a black person in the room.
1: <laughs> oh, is that true? I guess so. Yeah.
0: After that double drop kick, it's followed by two cold flying in off the top rope with a crossbody on both nasties, followed by stereo clotheslines to send them out to the floor. Bagwell then gets down on his hands and knees, allowing Scorpio to jump up off of him over the ropes for a plancha onto
1: the boys. I know. Put the put put the young guns over, will you?
0: Back in the ring, Marcus and Two Cold continue the attack with a drop toe hold, knee drop combo, a wheelbarrow victory roll on knobs for a two count, double flying shoulder tackle for a near fall, before Bagwell hits a Fez press and a hip toss, then a double team hip toss and elbow drop on Sags.
1: Really taking it to these nasty nasty boys. Scorpio's tossed to the corner
0: where he leaps up and wants to go for a moonsault, but he slips. <sighs> So he turns it into a flying clothesline and a dropkick.
1: Nasty. It's like every other every other match. Scorpio's got the slip, dog. <laughs> He's
0: got at least one mess. Up. I know.
1: I yeah. want to put like some lead in his boots so he can like steady himself a little bit.
0: Marcus is taken to his opponent's corner, allowing them to gain control, where the Nasties hit a double-team stun gun, causing Bagwell to be dumped out to the floor. Where Missy slaps him and Jerry hits a back suplex.
1: She spits on that hand. And slaps the shit out of him.
0: Back in the ring, Brian hits a vertical suplex for a two count. And the Nasty start working over Marcus with forearms, body slams, leg drops, elbow drops, chin locks, and a bear hug.
1: Did you uh, guys hear the Xena Xena yell in the crowd? Somebody does like a Xena warrior princess style yell in the crowd that's really loud. (laughs) And it's uh, pretty funny. Also, Bagwell deserves a slap. Yeah, he had it coming. Oh yeah. Bagwell begins
0: to fire up, but a right hand and a head slam into a turnbuckle stops the momentum, followed by a SAG's clothesline for a two count. Nobbs telegraphs a back body drop, so Marcus with the desperation faceplant begins to crawl to the corner, but the ref gets distracted by Jerry trying to come in so he doesn't see the tag. Oh no. The Nasties then try a whip-aided splash into the corner, only for Bagwell to move, sending Brian headfirst into the turnbuckle while Marcus charges out with a clothesline of his own onto Sags, before making the crawl for the hot tag. two Cold goes kick crazy with spinning heel kicks, drop kicks, a head slam into the turnbuckle, followed by a splash in the corner, and a moonsault press onto knobs for the pin, and no! Jerry drops an elbow, but Scorpio had moved, causing Brian to take the blow.
1: It's fucking hot in here, guys.
0: Missy and Teddy have both jumped up on the apron, slapping at each other, while a Pier 6 brawl breaks out in the ring. Sags comes over to break it up, only for Marcus to hit him from behind, delivering a double knocker between Jerry and Hyatt.
2: Jesse at that time, I think is when he said, Never thought I'd see the day where Missy Hyatt looks like a dumb blonde outside of the ring, and that's what she looks like tonight.
1: Aw, damn. not even that clever?
2: <laughs> Just being mean.
0: <laughs> yeah. it would have been funnier. It's the best Ted Jerry's ever gotten. <laughs> Very good. Two colds up on the top rope and hits the Firebird 450 splash onto Knobs. Makes the cover, but the ref is trying to get oh, Bagwell back into his corner. He's slow,
1: slow, nasty, nasty. Which animals.
0: allows Sags to pull his boot off and nail Scorpio on the head with it.
1: Oh, I put the lead in his boot. Brian then rolls
0: over on top of cold for the pin, and the win.
1: And new. new. Another ending I don't like. I loved it. I like this match. I, was, like, I thought this match was so good, I was like, did Jim Cornette lay this out? This was a blast. I enjoyed the match up until the ending again,
2: just because it was like, come on, just give us a fucking clear win already no. on one of these damn matches. We can't do that.
0: Too cold, hit the Firebird without I landing know. the knee on the head. I
1: know. Yeah, I mean, Yes, that's true. Those are scary. <laughs> also, a real ass hot tag. Like, like a legit, oh, yeah. like, you know, a, like we say hot tag a lot of the times, so and sometimes they're not so hot. Sometimes they're ice cold, but this one was fucking hot.
0: Bischoff's in the back with Colonel Robert Parker and Sid Vicious.
1: There, Sid.
0: And Parker says, it's a real scary time for you, Sting. And then Sid says, it's time for you, Sting, to wake up from the nightmare that you've been experiencing. It's time for you to step into the ring. It's time for you to face reality. Some people call me Psycho Sid but for you to step into the ring. But tonight, at Halloween Havoc, you will call me the Grim Reaper for what I'll do to you, Sting. I will grab you by the throat and I will lift you seven feet in the air and drive your skull onto the mat. And one second before you go, I'll take your soul, Sting, because I'm Sid Vicious. And I rule the world.
1: <laughs> the first half of it sounded like lyrics to like a bad Alice Cooper song,
0: <laughs> and the second half just sounded like a bad
1: promo. Yeah, I mean, it's Sid. We've seen him do worse, and we probably will in the future.
2: <laughs> so the franchise of WCW. We
1: got to find out who the franchise is. Like Shane Douglas isn't here. Like
2: franchises typically don't leave, do they? Sting Sting Sting. has never left. Sting never left. Never left. Sid, this is what, like his fourth time coming back? At least second.
1: Yeah, Sting is like the undertaker of WCW, but even the undertaker was in the WCW. Mm -hmm. Sting is a motherfucking lifer.
0: So we're headed to our sixth match. Sid Vicious versus... Ruler of the world. With Colonel Robert Parker versus Sting to determine who the franchise of WCW is.
1: Did they actually say that? Or the... Mike? Like, into the house? Yes. Gary Michael Capetta says this.
0: That's crazy. It's the only reason I even knew that that's what this match
2: was about. (laughs) That's why I had written on here who is the franchise of
1: WCW? Yeah, you like Sting's bedazzled jean
0: jacket? Did you like the veins on that dude yelling about Sting in the front row? Oh, the (laughs) Sting cosplay guy? His Veins were just (sighs) like bulging. He was like so intense, like freaking out that Sting was right there. It was like
1: world's biggest stinger, baby.
0: So Parker distracts Sting to start, allowing Sid to nail him from behind. Begins to deliver forearms, kicks, chokes, but misses a clothesline and the stinger body slams Vicious. Woo. Sting continues the attack with multiple clotheslines descending to the apron, brings him back in with a vertical suplex, only for Sid to roll out to the floor to regroup. But Stinger follows out, knocking Vicious over the guardrail and through the crowd before finally bringing him back to ringside. Oh, two two crowd
1: spots. Sid looks incredible. He's fucking bigger than all outside. What I'm saying is it's <laughs> real psycho hours. Back in the ring,
0: Sting comes off the top with the flying clothesline for a two count. Stinger goes to come off the ropes, but Colonel Parker grabs his boot to distract him. So when he turns around, Sid is there
1: for a choke slam. Mm-hmm. Is this where he like, doesn't he miss the boot? I think he swipes out. He might he 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 might he might enough Yeah, yeah,
0: okay. Vicious starts using his power chokes and stomps on Sting. Parker even joins in the fun from the outside with chokes of his own. Maybe Robert Parker is the franchise. (laughs) (laughs) He sure wants to be. Stinger rolls out of the ring and begins to stalk Colonel Parker around ringside when Sid comes off the apron with a double axe handle.
1: Sting, you gotta know better. You gotta keep your emotions in In check. check. The
0: ref goes to check on Parker, allowing Vicious to grab a chair and hit the weakest chair shot I've ever seen across the back of the Sting.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. good for Sting, but Sid, look at you, man. You gotta, like, somebody should have taught you how to throw a chair shot. Yeah. Is Where's that, Terry Funk when you need him? Is that how the ruler of the world would really throw a chair? Yeah. No, don't mm-hmm. think so. I said real psycho hours, and I'm taking it back.
0: That's followed by a not so band slam across the guardrail. Jesus. And Sig continues the attack.
1: I <laughs> love the not so rubber band slam. <laughs> Wonderful wording, man.
0: Sig continues the attack inside the ring with more forearms before starting to wear down Stinger with a chin lock. But Sting escapes with some elbows, only to then run into a power slam for a near fall.
1: Did you hear that kid, that fucking dirt sheet reading fucker out there yelling, <laughs> Sting sucks? Son of a bitch. I did not. <laughs>
0: Vicious applies a bear hug, but Stinger powers out with an ear clap, only to run into a big boot and follows by axe handles across the back.
1: Well, uh, also one of the not so good looking bear hugs.
2: Yeah, I've got it written on here. It's like
1: it looked like he was like hugging him as if it was like he attended Sting's grandfather's funeral and was like saying good like goodbye. Like alright, buddy, like, you know.
2: Yeah, I've got on here. Maybe Shockmaster should help Sid with his bear hugs. <laughs>
1: oh, rough. Oh. Sting's placed
0: back into the squeeze, only to power out once again with ear claps and catches the big boot this time, slamming Sid down to the mat head first multiple times. Get him. Followed by multiple Stinger splashes. Take that, Frank's dad. Parker's back on the apron and gets knocked down by Sting, allowing Vicious to nail him from behind again. Parker's then grabbing for Sting's ankle, but accidentally grabs Sids. Oh my gosh, tripping now. him up with the stinger falling on top. while Parker is still holding vicious's leg for the pin and no,
1: Sid kicks out. Parker, what are, were you were you teasing a turn here? The are hell? you a little Are you a little stinger? Vicious grabs Colonel Parker,
0: allowing Sting to hit the O'Connor roll for the pin and, and the, the win. win post-match. Parker's trying to explain to Sid what happened while the crowd chants whoop. There, there it is. is. Nope. So, I, so I was wrong. wrong. I, I was wrong.
1: It's just a hot song, man. Who, and it's really fun to say. What are you mad about? I hate that song. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about uh, the match. I no, like, I mean... It's like, oh no, like, this was, this was slick shit. Uh, was, very was... WWF finish. I mean, it's felt that way it's another and i guess it's just a very finish wrestling finish like with the rest of the show very so american far. wrestling finish yeah. but yeah. i yeah the quality of wrestling is so good on the show that and i the finishes we've seen so many bad like nwa early finishes that you can't even tell what happened these are all clean
2: enough uh, bobby Heenan did the uh, the hold the boot get the pin a whole lot better that's Bobby Heenan, and This know.
0: match was basically designed so that they could turn Sid Vicious' face. Yeah. Because he turns on Colonel Parker. Yeah. But <laughs> this would be the last time we see Sid Vicious for about a year and a half. Mm. As on that European tour that they were talking about earlier. Yeah. Sid would end up stabbing Arn Anderson 20 times... With scissors in a hotel room.
1: Uh, how did Arn survive that? Was he just like... Were, were his stabs as weak as his chair shots? I <laughs> because so. I, I feel like if, if he stabbed me with a butter knife, I would die. Just because he's so strong, it would go right through my back. Uh, what was... What? We're going to have to dig into this. What do you got? Why did he stab him? I
2: remember hearing about this story.
0: They just got into an argument in a hotel room and... I know Arn got a few few in
1: on Sid as well. That's a crazy argument to stab a man 20 times. Jesus.
0: He's up on roids and all kinds of drugs. What do you expect? Yeah.
1: Jesus, man. Psycho's in his
0: name, man. But because of this incident, WCW would release Sid. Oh, yeah. And that would also start a spiral of... Remember all those tapings that we talked about? Mm. How they had six months worth of stuff taped? Yeah. Sid Vicious, mm. after turning face, mm-hmm. was supposed to go on and face Vader at Starcade.
1: Crazy that he turned face already in a taping in front of people, and now he's been so wide erased.
0: <laughs> he would even <laughs> get Vader up in a torture rack. Oh my god. At one of the, those tapings. But he was supposed to win the championship at Starcade.
1: Yeah, he torture Wrecked Vader.
0: But because of him being released, and they had to go back and reshoot the last couple months of footage to lead up to Starcade.
1: Oh, okay. So they didn't just like pull a name out of a hat and then Butch Reed wins the title?
0: (laughs) I mean, that might be what they do. I'm 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 cool with that. We'll find
1: out. I like Butch.
0: Pro Butch. We then go to Tony and Jesse and they discuss the main event, going to side by side pictures from the opposing locker rooms, where we see Vader warming up by shadow boxing while Cactus Jack looks to be praying, but he's actually just going crazy. Yeah. Uh, because he's Cactus Jack. Jacking and off. Egg.
1: What's in the bag? (laughs) What is in the bag? I'm never going to know. And it's not... Yeah, the bag's too small for it to be Gwyneth Paltrow's head. You should get a cameo
0: with Mick Foley. (laughs) Oh,
1: that's good. But I bet his his cameo is probably pretty affordable, knowing how Mick Foley... We all know he's cheap or whatever, but he also seems like a man of the people. He's been wearing the same flannel for fucking 15 years. (laughs) I'm
2: going to say it's probably worth it.
1: I mean, yeah, I imagine it's... We can watch some of the previews. One of my favorite things recently that Jim Cornette has been doing is they listen to cameos of uh, different wrestlers, and it's very fun for me uh, and to hear them react. But it's, it's very fun, because I wouldn't actually go look up wrestler cameos by myself. There's some real gems out there. There's some that—it's it's a, good, a good time. So just Google some wrestlers you like or don't like, and watch their cameo previews. I think you'll enjoy yourself.
0: But then we're headed to our seventh match. The Nature Boy, Rick Flair. Oh, uh, woo. With Fifi. Uh, double woo. Versus Ravishing Rick Rude. Woo-hoo. For the WCW International World Heavyweight Championship. Mm, that's
1: a mouthful. That's what she said. I don't talk about Fifi like that.
0: Rude takes the mic. And he wants all the fat out of Ooh. shape. Louisiana losers to stand up all these po' boys and pay respect
1: to the champ and we get Terry Taylor as the outside referee and maybe the best Rick tights ever pumpkin butt
0: (laughs) and we also get Michael Buffer saying those famous words for
1: this matchup can we can we say them what famous words uh, I, I think I was cut Does off. Does he I say Won't well, I don't, don't want to say him. I'm mad at Michael Buffer. He might have said will <laughs> <there it laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm mad at Michael Buffer for uh, being a bitch.
0: So the Ravishing One is throwing pickup lines at Fifi in the corner. So Flair lays it in with chops and a back body drop, a vertical suplex, clothesline, Irish whip, and charges in, only for Rude to get a knee up. Heads up top for a knee drop, which Nate moves to avoid, hit the shimbreaker breaker before applying the figure four. But the ravishing one makes the rope, as
1: the crowd starts chanting, "Woo! There, there it, it is. is!" God damn it! If there was a whoop, "There it is" shirt, I wouldn't buy it for Shane because he wouldn't wear it, and it would be wasteful. But I'd think about it. Well, if,
2: if you ever found one, just like add the graphic of an eye roll underneath uh, it. Okay. I'll totally Emo-
1: emoji emoji with an eye roll. Yeah.
0: Nature Boy drags Rude to the corner, wrapping the leg around the ring post multiple times, and begins to work the knee until the Ravishing One yanks Flair through the ropes to the floor. Nate returns to the ring with a sunset flip, only for Rude to drop down on his shoulders, grabbing the ropes for leverage, but Taylor from the outside breaks that up, allowing the Nature Boy to roll the Ravishing One over for the two count.
1: This is what they should have done last time. Just get straight to the knee and let's have a wrestling match. I'm glad that they're fixing, fixing their mistake.
0: Flair hits a crossbody that ends up sending them both out to the floor, but Rude lands on a chair of the producer at the announce table. <laughs> Rough. Yeah, that, uh, I hurt for him as he landed on that chair. Yeah. Nage continues the attack with more chops, comes off the top with a single sledge, tries for a second one, but the ravishing one catches him in the gut on his way down. Rude then grabs a chair and rears back, but Terry Taylor pulls it away in time but the Ravishing One does slam the Nature Boy's head into the guardrail. Back off,
1: Terry. just doing his job. He's going to call it down the middle.
0: Uh... Rude begins to work the back of Flare with back and a chin lock, followed by the Ravishing One going up top for a single sledge, but he jars his knee on the landing, so he goes back to the chin lock. Nature powers up to escape, but is tossed into the corner for a flare flip into a cameraman.
1: Oh, yeah. The <laughs> cameraman bites it.
0: And the apron, only to be met by a clothesline, then brought back into the ring with a vertical suplex.
1: Really taking it to flair. I love. I mean, the love the flip to the apron. Love it when they catch him with the clothesline. Might as well put a put an exclamation point on it with a suplex. Yeah, around this
2: time, around the time of the chin lock, that's when uh, Rude ended up with the most ravishing
1: booger hanging out. (laughs) He's got those big old nostrils. um, Yeah, and you could see. If the booger was in the way, you might have been able to see his brain. Yeah, it
2: uh, it was very uh. reminiscent of old Jim Duggan from back in the day. I think during <laughs> one of the Rick Rude fights with Jim Duggan.
0: Rude comes off the top with another single sledge for a two count, hits a clothesline before applying a bear hook, taking him down to the mat for a pin, only for the nature boy to continuously get the shoulder up. Flair reverses an Irish whip and locks on a sleeper, but the ravishing one escapes by driving nature into the turnbuckle. Rude then heads up top for another single sledge. But the nature boy is able to avoid and hits the Rude Awakening. Oh Oh my gosh. But he struggles to make the cover so it's only a two count before trying a backslide for a near fall.
1: No selling. No selling the Rude Awakening. Does it normally take two? When you're Ric Flair, it always takes two. Sometimes they're ladies. Well, is Flair doing the Rude Awakening? Oh, shit. My bad. Apologize Of course he can't do it very well.
0: Flair with a suplex before coming off the top, only to eat a boot on his way down. The Ravishing One reverses an Irish whip, sending Nate into the ref on the inside, causing Taylor to hop into the ring, but he is knocked down by the Nature Boy, shoving Rude off of himself. The Ravishing One then grabs the Nux out of his tights, <sighs> The Flair ducks the swing, hitting a back suplex grabbing the Nux himself and nails rude in the face. Sweet, sweet justice. Taylor's waking up, so Nate makes the cover for the pin. One. Two. two. And then Terry just stops counting, as Randy Anderson is behind him, stopping him from counting. Oh my gosh, why would we do that? Nature Boy's celebrating, but Pee Wee tells him that he saw him hit the ravishing one with the Nux. That's one ref.
1: One set of eyes, guys.
0: Wait. Randy Anderson was out on the floor. How did he see him hit him? Because
2: he's a real ref. Because he's,
1: uh, uh, he's a referee. Anybody? Anybody? Yeah. Uh, so the official <laughs> announcement... I to bring that little buzzer with me.
3: <laughs>
0: so the official announcement is Rick Rude by disqualification. Post-match, Flair grabs the belt away from Buffer, but the ravishing one goes out to the rampway and picks Fifi up and starts to carry her away. When Nate comes from behind, hitting Rude with the belt before locking on the figure four momentarily.
1: Hell yeah, I mean, if I had to choose between the belt and Fifi, I would choose Fifi, but I would also want only if she was willing. I'm not a I'm not a monster. I'm not a I'm I'm not a caveman. You're not, you're not gonna bagwell her? Or... No, of course not. Or, or Rick Ruder, just <laughs> like I said, just throw over the shoulder. It's like, come on, guys. Yeah. If she doesn't want it, I don't want it. People after the match. But I might, I might maybe I'd like you it.
2: You could hear them yelling in the crowd to wipe your nose.
1: <laughs> really? Like, yep. Oh. Uh, I loved it. I didn't catch that. I saw the booger. That was only, the, in,
2: um, almost. I know, The match, I liked it, but at the same time, they're just, it was missing like a spark.
0: It was still better than, their 30 minute yes. yeah, yeah, better like, than the 30-minute match. Yeah, like, I,
1: time. if this was the first one, I may have been, like, a little disappointed, but because it's weighed next to that other one, I love this, and we already at least had the, the Fifi thing going on, so there was, it's like, okay, well, I'm already, I already know what's going on here, we're good to go, and this was the kind of thing that I wanted to see. They brought the Knuckles back, that's fun.
2: Like, I wonder, maybe are they supposed to have... Played those matches in reverse, since they you know, had all these pre-recorded things <laughs> Well, these on. are pay per views but uh, <laughs> honestly,
1: you would think that the two out of three falls would be after a single-match knuckle type of situation, oh, yeah. but what the fuck do I know?
2: we yeah, would figure, you know, Fifi's face wouldn't show up on Rick Rude's tights until, you know, a little bit more of a, a rivalry had been established and not just a, an yeah. insult on a...
1: Even if they're just spray-painted but... on some pants... I'm always a fan of more face. <laughs> we get another
0: ad for Battle Bowl, and then we get Tony and Jesse giving us the rules for a Texas Deathmatch.
1: Oh, do you there happen are. to have the rules? I do. I, that's why I should have worn my t-shirt, because I was just going to take my jacket off, turn around, and let you read them right off my back.
0: Because once again, <laughs> Tony explains something very weirdly. Because
1: once he says it, I was like, what? Well, the rules, they put them on the screen, I believe. And they don't make any sense at all. Of course not. They never have. See,
2: it's like my stupid T-shirt. It's like Ted Turner actually speaking them.
1: (laughs) Well, like the uh, the rules, I think, are the same as like the OG ones, like from like early Texas Death Matches. I'm sure. So, but yeah, they're.
0: But the rules are no DQ, falls don't count, thirty seconds rest between falls. Falls anywhere in the building. Match <laughs> continues until one man can't get to his feet before a 10 count. Like, you read all those and you're like, wait, falls don't count. But, but there's 30 there's seconds. a rest period between the falls. Uh-huh. And you, can, and you can get them anywhere in the building.
1: And it's like, but do they mean falls as in, like, when the guys, you you can get a pin. The 10 count, can, yeah, but can the 10 count happen outside of the ring? Well, it's like, yeah, we already said that, kind of. It's... Could you, like, how would you describe this yourself?
0: Well, Jesse actually does it. Yes. Because he explains it correctly. And He basically says, you make a pin. Once that is done, you have to make it back to your feet before the 10 count after the 30 second rest period. So you basically have 40 seconds to get up
1: after you're pinned.
0: Hmm.
1: But they can do a count if the guy's just on the ground by himself, right? Or did the fall have to happen? The
0: pin has to happen. The pin or submission has to happen before you get the rest period and then the 10 count to get back to your feet.
1: I like the idea of using a submission hold and then taking it off and then getting to your feet and just staring at the guy. <laughs> That's very funny. <laughs> Literally. Just stand on
0: him. Uh-huh. So our eighth match, Big Van Vader with Harley Race versus Cactus Jack in a Texas death match. The champ comes out first. Foreshadowing? No, it's not because the mm.
1: title's not yeah, on the it's line. Not on the line now. Oh, that's right. We've spun the wheel. Now it's time to complete the deal. Thanks, GMP. So, Gadget Jack attacks
0: Vader out on the rampway, and the two begin to brawl all around ringside, where Vader tries for a clothesline up against the post, only for
1: Jack to duck. Posted. Do you think anybody? Has taken advantage of the WCW walkway more than Cactus Jack. You know he fucking loves this thing. Oh, no.
0: Cactus Jack jabs a chair into Vader, bites him before grabbing a
1: fan's camera, <laughs> using it to nail the big man across the head. It's beautiful. It's one of those like 90s, late 80s, like thin cameras that yeah. are, they're like two inches by like four inches. They look like an ice cream fucking sandwich with a. Light on him. His little
2: Kodak special. Oh yeah,
1: dude! I I had a green ninja turtle one when I was a kid. <laughs>
2: I know if he at least took a picture as it was smashing.
1: <laughs> hey, that would be great. <laughs> I would love to see that. photo or take a selfie with <laughs> Yeah. And then slam it on his head. Mm-hmm.
0: Jack grabs another chair, nailing Vader over the head before rolling him into the ring, only to run into a big boot and a clothesline from the big man. Stiff shots in the corner from Vader. Stiff. Stiff yeah. shots. Cactus Jack's getting punched out to the rampway where Vader goes to bring him back in with a vertical suplex, only to be blocked and reversed to bring the big man out to the rampway. Jack's bleeding from the brow as he back-suplexes Vader on the ramp. Let's shoot blood from those brick fists. And starts laying it in again when Race shows up with a chair, only for Cactus Jack to block and take the chair away for another chair shot on Vader.
1: Thanks. Thanks, Harley.
0: They continue to brawl up to the graveyard area on the stage. It's a fog
1: fight. We got we got Atmo everywhere.
0: Where they end up rolling into a hole where the tombstone with Vader's name is on it. R.I.P.
1: Vader. And this is Blade in the Grave, which is a song off my upcoming Thrash album. It's all about uh, Cactus Jack matches. Jack crawls out of the hole
0: and begins to head back down the ramp. When Vader finally comes out of the grave, all bloody, he then receives a running clothesline and makes the cover for the pin, and the 30-second rest period begins. One, two... Once that rest (laughs) period is done, Vader makes it back to his feet at the count of two. So Cactus Jack hits him with a cactus prop, which knocks Vader off the ramp, so Jack then comes flying off with an elbow another pin.
1: The cactus prop and the R.I.P. Vader. A little too cute, but this is too hot for me to get mad about. <laughs> I like cute. This time Vader gets up after the count of
0: three. And he's pissed off. So he grabs Cactus Jack off the rampway by the hair. The fuck off. Oh, I just said pissed. <laughs> <laughs> they brawl back towards the ring where Jack puts a table inside. And the ref even helps him by setting it up in the corner.
1: Aw, what a pal. He doesn't like Vader either. He's he's mad that Vader legitimately broke his fucking cactus's face open.
0: Which allows Cactus Jack to toss Vader into it for only a two count. Jack slams the table against Vader, and it still won't break. So (sighs) someone call Matthew, sending the big man rolling out to the floor only for Cactus Jack to follow out with a sunset flip off the apron. But Vader tries to squash him, only for Jack to move in time.
1: The sunset flip off the apron, Cactus Jack's pancake body just splats on the concrete, and you're just like, dude, you ain't gotta do it like that, <laughs> man. It's like the, the equivalent
2: of like Terminator 2 and the T-1000, is that you, what they are?
1: Uh, yeah, the T-1000 is yeah. the is the... The cool cop guy. Where it's like,
2: yeah, hits the ground, turns into Mercury. Yeah, that's how I just envision Cactus Jack every time he you know, mm-hmm. flops to the ground out there because it's just this perfect blah. Yeah, yeah the C- Cactus Jack,
1: <laughs> as much as I love Cactus Jack, he would not have turned into a T1000. He would have turned into a Capri Sun. Yeah, <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> Y'all remember those commercials? Cactus Jack hits the not
0: so rubber band slam followed by a cannonball over the guardrail. Yeesh. But Vader just stands back,
1: allowing (laughs) Jack
0: to hit the concrete.
1: Oh, splat, splat, splat. Vader back
0: body drops Cactus Jack back over the barricade and follows up with a chair shot over the head.
1: Mm. This is a good chair shot, but a good chair shot in the bad way, where you're like, that's the man's head.
0: We then see Harley race with a taser, As the two men make their way back into the
1: ring. Oh, and he revs it up so you hear it good. And tasers sound horrific. Mm -hmm. There is is a scary loud sound.
2: What is that noise? And it
1: works over the, like, even the camera picking it up, it still sounds scary.
0: Vader hits a body slam, goes up top for a Vader salt (gasps) for the pin. What the fuck? Jack gets up at the count of three. Ugh. My gosh. But he is immediately kicked into the corner for more stiff shots before being tossed to the rampway.
1: Those fucking ham ham fists. As Vader's <sighs>
0: following out, Cactus Jack jumps on the big man's back, which Vader just falls backwards, landing on top of Jack.
1: Yeah. He smushed, smushed an organ. I don't know which one. I don't know what's what left in there. Another
0: chair shot by Vader before hitting a DDT on the same chair, which brings out some trainers to check on Cactus Jack, only for Vader to shove them away and make the pin. Vader then interrupts the rest period, but Jack starts fighting back, hitting a DDT on the chair himself. Mm -hmm. Now once the 30 seconds is up, both men are down, so the ref starts counting them both. And as Cactus Jack is getting to his feet, oh, no. Harley tasers him, allowing Vader to make it to his feet instead to win the match.
1: I love that he teases the sound of the taser early, does it again before he hits Cactus Jack, and then obviously doesn't have the buttons engaged when he just like pushes it up at Cactus Jack's knee. Very funny, but mostly effective... Probably more effective in the building than in on, on television. Yeah. yeah, but not mad at it. The moon salt, not perfect, but it's Vader doing a moon salt, man. Yeah,
3: that's...
1: shouldn't be happening anyway because it's uh it's like a crime against nature. But spit in the face of God with gravity. Fuck, is it insane? <laughs> it's, it's so insane.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Tony and Jesse recap the evening, say their goodbyes before the credits roll. And I ask you, gentlemen, what are your overall thoughts of Halloween Havoc
1: 1993?
2: Bang, bang! Loved it. I loved it. On the Halloween Havoc scale, it it definitely lands higher than than some of our more recent ones.
1: It's the most consistent one. There's only one bad match here.
2: A lot of good matchups. There was just not...
1: This is a dream card of like like, finish on any of
2: them, was there? No. I don't mind that. Every don't mind.
1: Every match
0: had a dusty finish. Every
1: every match match. has a dusty finish, but But they are you know what's happening. And everything before the dusty finish, even if you don't like it, is hot as fuck. But the work in
0: all of the matches is very, very good. Yes. So it made the finishes. A bit more bearable than they usually would. Plus, be. like the
1: if you go it down just, the card, it's all top, like top talent guys that are coming up, guys that are have been are, are established, and like it's a dream card. It's a it, outside of the first match, it is like a dream card. You look at it and on paper, it's like phew, no, chef's I totally kiss.
2: Agree. I totally agree on all that. It's just the I want. We got how many matches?
1: I am Captain Clean Finish, but I go to Japan for that. Eight matches. Except for maybe in 2021. I mean 2020, sorry. One, I don't know, mostly clean, less dusty finish. (laughs) I love, love this show. I uh, have a a friend of mine who isn't a huge wrestling guy or whatever, but I sent him the Vader. Because we were talking, and he was talking, like, he likes the... Attitude area like trashy stuff Mm because that's what he remembers or whatever and I'm like yeah I like that stuff as a kid and now when I watch wrestling I go to New Japan because I learned that's what I like in revisiting wrestling but I was like oh yeah that stuff's cool but I feel like this Vader Cactus Jack match does that really well Yeah. and uh, it's great so I sent it to him and he fucking loved it and then like a couple days later I sent him the Steve Austin match and he loved it I was like yeah wrestling is really cool you just gotta know what to show people absolutely and I feel like that if there's two matches on here that are worth showing a friend these are good ones because everybody knows who Mick Foley and Vader is and everybody knows who Steve Austin is and seeing them young and still like incredible it's a nice nice little hook something anybody can get excited about as you can see big fan of Havoc Good, Where, where's the smart marks at? They're there. They're there. All right, fuck you.
0: I think it's time we smart it up. So give me some of your best moments of the show. It's mm. so
1: difficult to pick one for me. There's only like one thing that I didn't like about this show. And, you know, I've talked about the finishes. I'm fine with all of them. They all made sense. They weren't all, none of them were like too far out there. That it bothered me, or I was confused. I think the finish, the, I mean,
0: we're talking best moments, so
1: I'll, I'll hold off. Okay. <laughs> the, uh, so, just the first match, but it's like they got it out of the way. They didn't even use it as like the piss match. There's no piss match on this show, except for the first match. But you just sat down. Why do you gotta piss? Best moment, Yoshi Kwon getting injured. Oh my god, you nailed it. You absolutely nailed it, because Orndorff Steamboat is absolutely incredible. It is a
0: very
2: good match. Yes, tough one. Best moment
1: okay. if Yoshi Kwan and Steamboat I mean, were they, had the match, uh, like this show would have dropped like maybe a full
0: star. Let's let's just say that the best moment of the show is if every match was a ten minute match. Steamboat. I, I, I know. Is I know not every match boy. was My a God. ten minute match, but yeah, if every match was a ten minute match, nine minutes of the ten minutes is very very good.
1: Yes, I think that. Oh, yeah, okay. I see what you mean. I think that, yeah, there's not really any time wasting in any of these matches. Mm-hmm. And everybody's really bringing their, like, nobody looks lackadaisical. Everyone's, like, really fully. I mean, out, we're not talking about the first match. We are racing that I'm not from the even car. talking about
0: the first match either. I'm talking yeah. about someone else. Oh,
3: okay.
1: Well, I thought, I mean, you might say it and I'll be like, okay. But, like, Ricky, he was even more emotive than he typically is and he's not known for being that guy he's your the like if you created create a player made a wrestler you want it to look like ricky steamboat but it's a creative player you can't make him cut a promo and that's kind of what you get with steamboat he's like the you know as far as in ring it's what you want but on mic, it was pretty iffy it's
0: gross to watch but the Cactus Jack sunset flip, and then doing the cannonball over the guardrail, and, Unnecessary. and Vader just—I laughed, but at but the same time a, yeah, I was you, like, Ehh. "Yeah, you heard." Vader it. just backs away instead of t- like basically no sells the cannonball. It's it a full like, boss
1: move. It was just like, that's so gross, but I was like, I love it. Yeah, that match is gross, but it's the kind of gross that it's like just on the cusp of being like too violent. Yeah. But you're the as soon as it starts until it's over, you are leaning forward, man. Yeah. Especially those the shoot blood from cactus, those hammer fists, right like 2 minutes into the match, gets him into the corner, does the the Vader brick fists and and he's got the man needs stitches tomorrow. Uh, also, something... what's in the bag?
2: <laughs> There's something about the uh the Steve Austin slap at the start of the Oh man, the Dustin match. I don't know what it's it is, good. but that was good. it's so good. There's something the about car. Steve Austin. He he can just hit these one little things that aren't supposed to mean anything, and they just get lodged in my brain forever.
1: I feel like this is Steve Austin's like coming out party. Like he's been great this whole time. He's been heel ish and stuff, but he's like full fucking dirtbag heel. Facials entirely too cocky. In the best way possible, and it made me think of Annoying, one of my favorite
2: manager. Yeah, one
1: of my favorite heels currently, and probably one of the best heels in the business at the moment, uh, Jay White.
0: I mean, I think I think we can kind of agree. There are so many good
1: moments that this is a must-watch show. That just to like point, you could say that about Halloween, habit? Uh I've been wanting to so hard, <laughs> and I am not. I, I might be saying it. I I've I don't, I don't think that I'm. Talking out of school here. I legitimately adore this show. It's not just because I want a good Halloween Havoc. I think we truly have a great Halloween Havoc. It gets
0: a ninety-five for, him,
1: for oh, me. Oh, that's great. Good to hear. I'd have to give it a
2: ninety-two. I'm going to take away <laughs> one point from each match for each dusty finish. That, yeah, that, that's probably a better score. <laughs> oh, actually. Yeah, yeah.
1: I'm going to give it ninety-eight because Fifi's always worth three points.
3: Well,
0: let's
1: talk. So- <laughs> well, let's move on to most disappointing. Maybe.
0: Because there's just so many good moments that like it's yeah well, hard, I'm, hard to kind of I'm discuss, gushing over here gush like we're just gushing over the entire thing, but some of the more disappointing moments. <laughs> I, I, I know you guys don't like the first match. I, I don't even care about the first match. I don't either. I don't, I don't even.
1: It's not even worth talking about. It's just like whatever. But to me, Sid Vicious did absolutely nothing in that match. Yeah, he just looked great. Like as far as physically, he looked incredible. But he's always has. But here, he's like. Even beefier.
0: It feels like he was sleepwalking through the match, and and then that
1: finish was just like what? I would say that Sting Sid Vicious is my least favorite match. That's not the first match.
0: That's definitely on my my opinion.
3: But it
1: still has like moderate. Like every single one of these matches has like big match feel for the most part. Like with the exception of like maybe the tag match, but the tag match. Those guys really go in on the Nasty Boys, and even though they lose, they get over in a big way.
0: Out of all the dusty finishes, the one that, to me, I hate the most is the rude Flair one. Yeah. The, the disqualification from Randy Anderson, who's not even in the ring. like He's yeah. down on the floor. How does he see the Knucks hit? When yeah. Terry Taylor's right there. Like,
1: I like that the Knuckles came back. I like that but i but what you're saying with the randy anderson be like oh but i saw you it's like no that's part of didn't. wrestling is that like is that there's a ref and the ref sees it or doesn't see it so somebody being like but that, but that happened it's like no the match is over man shit's final we're moving on so i hate it whenever they take take back what just happened it always is too dusty
0: and then my second least favorite dusty finish Unfortunately is in the Austin Rhodes match. Because Nick Patrick is literally looking at the entire body of Austin. Yeah. He counts the three and then he gets up and he's like, Nope, nope,
1: nope, nope, nope. I saw I saw the legs. I saw the legs. Restart restart the match. So it's like at least we agree that we hate the whole restart thing. It's like that takes away the whole point of a heel cheating if that's the case be like oh we're gonna rewind the tape and here on on uh monday night nitro we're gonna review the tape and look at that and then you bring austin out and you're like all right well we're ceremoniously taking the belt away from you because you cheated it's like no the ref shit is final that's sports man that's just that's what that's what it is just because you realize later on the replay that the call was bad i mean especially i mean now i don't know probably is fucking really annoying and takes seven hours to watch a football game because of it but at one point in time it's just that's the call these guys are the professionals it is what it is they saw yeah. what they saw that they're there to do their job so you win some you lose some so I agree with you that those are the most annoying obviously love the knuckles though yes anything else disappointing
2: I think I'm more or mostly disappointed you know aside from a couple of the endings Jesse just got me off on the wrong. Bobby oh, started off on the him? wrong foot with his whole New Orleans number one gynecologist. <laughs> it was just like terrible humor to start off that's with, who he and is, then I though. just kind of eh, at everything else he said throughout the rest of the show. He
1: has one of my favorite things about the boa not being fully grown. He picked it too early. I think that that is hilariously bad. That's <laughs> great. That's like some. That's like a Bobby Heenan level joke. I missed it. It was good.
0: Well, how about Best Performer of the Night? I don't even know what to do here. When the night started, it was Tony Schiavone. Yes. And then he went on to explain the WCW International thing and the Texas Texas Death Death Batch rules. That's not him, that's
1: wrestling. He had to do it, it's his job.
0: He could have still explained it better.
1: He was reading the list of rules, wasn't he? Or didn't, no. I guess Jesse, Jesse covered it, though.
0: Jesse made it better on that one. So my performer of the night is going to be Cactus Jack because he bumped his ass off <laughs> Yeah, all he over took Yeah, he took shoot blood. Yeah.
1: Like, he gets it for just putting himself out there the way that he know, we know he does. This made me, this reminded me, there is a match, I don't think it's a pay-per-view match, between Cactus Jack and Vader. And I think it's right before Cactus Jack leaves... Or maybe before him and Vader both leave the WCW, but there's a match where they have they, WCW still has the walkway, and uh, they do the spot where on the walkway they go through the walkway, like. I and I don't. It might be a Nitro or something, but hmm. watching this reminded me of this match that Damn. years ago I you know downloaded off of a wrestling torrent site like a collection of cool matches that me and my friend been a nitro would get together was Already gone. I don't know, but it's really cool, and I was just. I'm going to have to look it up now. But it reminded me of that and I assume that it either it probably happened after this because if it happened before you would assume that they would show the footage cuz that's a you know a hell of a spot. But yeah, it's hard not to say Jack, but I could give it to everybody but not everybody. But like any of these singles matches, I don't know, Paul I could give it to Paul. I was going to say, probably my second favorite is probably Paul Orndor. Paul and Steve Austin like coming up on short notice are to my have two. that match with Ricky. Yeah, I mean, minus the finish, which, of course, it should be a dirty finish between those two guys for a match that's not built up, but I want to see those guys fight forever. I want to see them fight for the heavyweight title, for Christ's sake. Shane, you got an off-the-wall one for us, like you sometimes do?
2: Uh, occasionally I do, but no. Was I it, mean, it Ice was, Train Smile? It was similar to what both of you have said. Yeah, you know, Shivani. Yeah. With his his opening spot,
1: Shivani gets like the honorable mention, that. but it it could have been a show if it was any other Halloween Havoc. He could have been uh, the MVP. Yeah. And luckily he wasn't, and we could argue about MVPs.
2: Yeah, it's it's tough to pick one. Yeah, you know, Steve Austin again, yeah, you know, he was my best moment with his slap, so you know, I could throw him on that list there. I mean any anyone from you know matches two through eight could easily take the, uh, yeah. the
1: best performer shot. So. Agreed, agreed. How about most surprising Did they even... that we got a Halloween havoc that was good? <laughs> yes. Most definitely that, but uh they, they even thought to have Yoshi Kwon versus Steamboat. Ugh. <laughs> Yuck. That should yeah, be that yeah. should be on a house show or a fucking like taping TV taping. At the, I, I like... might want my money
0: back if it was on a house show. <laughs> yeah, no
1: shit, it better be a squash squash match. It's just three three quick arm drags and a pin.
2: <laughs> there was no. Yeah, I'm trying to think. No show. No, there there no, one no. wasn't anything super surprising. Fucking other rules. Other than you know, what the fuck all dusty bare finishes at and, the end of the first match, and then we <laughs> actually got a good <laughs> yeah.
1: one. Like this is one of the most solid shows we've watched in quite a while, I think. Agreed. Like you said, you can complain about the finishes, but as far as like in ring work, this is the card that I would Top want. Quality. That I want. Would they? Yeah. Like I would watch this card again on a, on the next pay per view. Okay. The same card, just well, we clean... this,
0: this card was on the next pay per view. Uh, same <laughs>
1: card with different finishes. I don't even care. With clean, same card, all next clean finishes. Making
3: their way to the ring!
1: It's
0: trivia time! Ah, oh, blame Jesus! This week, the category is Pay Per Feud. We're back and it's time to play the few Let's Hmm. I will list the matches of a show, you guess the name and year of that show. The points are based on when you answer. so five points if you get it for the first match, so on and so forth, decreasing a point for each match given. So the first match I'm going to give you is Virgil versus Ted DiBiase for the Million Dollar Championship.
1: I know that it is, I'm pretty sure that it is a specific show name, (laughs) but that's not going to do me any good. I'm pretty good at... Being able to be like, oh, it's that, the name, that's the name of the show. Because there's only like seven show names. But years?
0: Hmm. Would you guys like me to go to another match? I'm,
1: I'm, I'm going to Michael's. I'm just going to gamble. I'm just going to gamble. I'm going to let him because I, I think say, I know. Uh, WrestleMania 5, which is 80, Is what is that, 90? That is incorrect. It's 89. Oh, yeah, either 89. way, it's incorrect. I would have just taken WrestleMania 5. Yeah, he yeah. actually has a number. <laughs> yeah i will say i feel like it's like if you're not going to get it on that one <laughs> like yeah i feel like that that's it's like oh yeah you everyone should know when that matches but i don't I'm trying to remember was it a mania i it assumed Summer it was a mania because that seems like it should be a mania match but it could piper be a SummerSlam. it's probably not a survivor series i know piper was there yes i knew i know she that for sure
2: Virgil, get up
1: yes piper was great
2: I'll say Army wants to say it's Mania Seven, which would have been ninety one.
0: WrestleMania
2: Seven oh.
0: is incorrect as well. Oh man, I was thought that he had Slam
2: it. 91? it was SummerSlam oh. ninety one. It was Summerslam ninety one. I couldn't remember which one it was. Man. It felt it
1: feels like it should be a Mania match,
0: right? <laughs> the other matches on that show were Big Boss Man versus the Malty in a jailhouse match. Oh yeah, and... the one
1: with all the lame prison jokes.
0: Uh, Legion of Doom versus the Nasty Boys in a street fight for the tag team championship. Uh, probably yeah. disappointing. Irwin R. Shyster versus Greg Valentine.
1: Oh, better than we thought it would be.
0: And Hulk Hogan and Ultimate Warrior versus Colonel Mustafa, General Adnan, and Sergeant Slaughter in a handicap match, with Sid Justice as the special guest <laughs> referee.
2: You
1: know, Desert Storm. The maybe. match made in hell. And was that the match made in hell?
2: As opposed to Savage and Elizabeth it wasn't getting that, married, yeah. the match made in heaven.
1: It wasn't the match made in the Middle East. <laughs> so no points for anyone this week? Uh, we were ballsy, though. We waited, We didn't even take the second match. I was, two I was one pay-per-view away. Yeah, you were. So I probably poisoned your mind with the Mania talk. But doesn't well, it I was, feel like a Mania thing? I was
2: already torn between... I couldn't remember if it was Mania or SummerSlam. Yeah. And I was trying to remember who the hell did he fight at WrestleMania 7? So, yeah, we'll just go for it. Oh, well. Actually, I think they did face against each other at WrestleMania 7. Yeah. But I think that was the, the initial was the, match the, with Piper. Yeah. The, it yeah, it was that,
1: the, the the one that has Piper, so it's the better one, because yeah. yeah. uh, Piper really made, like, I think that match, already DiBiase being shitty to Virgil or whatever, and Virgil got a pop for a really long time, even though he wasn't very good in the ring, but having Piper second him, I think, really... Added to the longevity of that pop.
0: Next week, ECW Hardcore TV from November 2nd, 1993.
1: It's hardcore. That's hardcore.
0: what they. That's what they
1: say. It's hardcore. Can I say? It's a short. It's a short one, guys. You can go out there and watch it. It's. It's a fun one. <sighs> yeah, it's a uh, like 28 minutes, maybe. Yeah, something <laughs> like, like that. It.
0: Music from this week's show is Declamation by Chris Payne. And Invader yeah. won the main event, so we will play Afro Rock by Heavy Business. If you like this show or any of our other ones, please go out there and rate and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you find your podcasts at. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, recipes... Seeps. You can always hit us up on our email at wrestlinghistoryx at gmail.com.
1: Are we on Spotify yet? Have we have we, uh, have we breached the Joe Rogan network that is uh, Spotify? I,
0: not as of yet. Okay. How do we do that? I feel like I have no
1: a lot in. of people listen to... I'll, I'll see if I know anybody that has their podcast. Can you request people
2: to be on Spotify? If so, no, I, Spotify I think Spotify and request us to be on Spotify. We'll talk
1: about it off mic, but I think that <laughs> anybody can get a podcast on Spotify. You just might have to... I don't know. There's a Google search way.
0: But you can also do that on Twitter at Wrestling Histo X. That's Wrestling H I S T O X. We'll talk to you next week. later